What up, y'all? On today's AI Roundup, we're hitting another round of AI alert involving giants of many types, including strawberries, Afghans, and Irish greyhounds. Uh, plus, AI art is the culprit behind the latest Mystery Ink caper. And in more serious news, U.S. bureaucracies like the IRS and the U.S. Copyright Office are up to their necks in AI controversies. Ugh. What up, everybody? I'm Phil Buck, your host for AI Roundup, and I've got a ton of amazing stories as well as some hilarious AI art images that have been fooling everyone on the internet once again. <laughs> but before we get into that, I wanted to share some stuff that's happening here on the MSP Media Network. In case you missed it, a new episode of Wins and Losses featuring Ray Orsini and Jason Slagle in their fitness journey just aired last night. That is always at 7.30 p.m. on Tuesdays. Make sure you check that out. And starting at a new time on Fridays at 11 a.m., MSP Community Live will have a new episode for you. That's at the regularly scheduled time now right after MSP Dispatch, which is always happening on Tuesdays and Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And now that being said, let's jump into one of my favorite parts of the show. It's time for AI Alert, y'all. Okay, so I have been saving up images that I have been seeing across the internet for a couple of weeks now. Uh, usually I just try to hit three or four of these, but I hadn't had a chance to do this segment in a while, so I've got a ton of them for you. Let's take a look. First up, this one has been making the rounds quite a bit again. The giant strawberry with the, the old farmer guy. He looks so proud of himself. You know, I just wanted to touch on this one because <laughs> I've seen it a bunch. Uh, people seem to believe that it is real this time. It was from Happy Garden, and it has over 50,000 shares. Uh, uh, it just just boggles my mind. How how does how does this get over on people? It's so confusing to me. Uh, but speaking of boggling the mind, next up there is this amazing villa of uh, you know built-in water slides. This is uh, I guess this is supposed to be a vacation in Santorini. Again, this one was just I couldn't believe it because it has over half a million reactions on this post. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people commented if you really zoom in on this image you'll see that like the people and stuff don't even look real uh it's really strange but uh again to me the numbers of people that are fooled by this is just flabbergasting but let's look at some other ones that are, <laughs> are just as hilarious if not a little more confusing next up this is the skull fridge from skull store <laughs> thanks to tristan smith and the ai art universe uh, as well as cursed ai those facebook groups where i see a lot of these uh, this one is so funny to me because it looks somewhat believable i don't know why anybody would have this but if you notice like right down there at the bottom where the skull overlaps on the fridge how are you supposed to open how are you supposed to open your freezer when when the skull is hanging over it like that um <laughs> Keeping it in the kitchen. This is another good one. We've seen we've seen the stained glass stuff happening in the kitchen before. I think we did a stained glass sink before, which is I don't know. To me, that was like way less believable than this. I think this probably could have tricked me. Uh, but this one also coming from the AI art universe, thanks to Jade McClellan. Uh, next up, this is another good one. Kitchen related, I guess. Uh, food related. This one coming from Cursed AI. 
Appreciate Finn Porterfield for sharing the Longhorn Cow Cupcakes on the page I Love Cows. This was a fun one because honestly, when I'm looking at it at face value, I'm not really sure if these are AI or not. But in the comments in the group, lots of people went and tried out the prompts that people were suggesting to see if they could get this. And we got a ton of similar uh, generations. So, I mean, this one was definitely fooled. Was, uh, I don't know, it was really cute. I'd like to eat one of those, but again, sorry, not real. Somebody pointed out a page that actually had cow cupcakes <laughs> and they were trying to say, this is real, just go Google it. And then they showed the image of the cupcakes and no, sorry, they look nothing like this. No offense. Um, this is one that I found kind of, I don't know, kind of troubling. This is, I guess, the, the photographer here is talking about a phenomenon known as periodolia. Pyridolia, sorry, that's new to me, but uh, this is from photographer Joe Diaz, and thanks to Nathan Olson from the AI, AI Art Universe for sharing this with me. You know, the thing about this is uh, they're trying to pull off this phenomenon that, that, that this image has a pattern that looks like a face, which humans tend to do that. You know, that's a thing. We look for patterns. We see faces and stuff that are not faces, but um, this is something that AI is really good at. I mean, you can feed it an image of a face or, you know, numerous things, anything you can think of. I don't know why I'm trying to name examples, literally anything, and then tell it to, you know, make something else. So in this particular instance, you feed in a face and then you say, you know, a flooded village or something like that. And this is what you get back. Uh, I think people trying to take something like this and ascribe it to a real phenomenon. To me, that's, I don't know. I don't like it. It's, it's a little bit troubling. Uh, speaking to that same trend, this one cracked me up. <laughs> this is just an ad that somebody came across. Uh, you know, I think this is a great use for AI generated art because so much stuff like ads, are they're just throwaway. You know, it's not something that I feel like people are going to be arguing about copyright. Uh, they just need to put words on an image. And I think this is a great use for it. But I don't really understand what is going on here with the legs. I mean, this is this is very true. Why is she, she has like a th third leg popping out of her knee? Um, why didn't someone catch this before they use the image? I don't. I don't understand. It's very strange. Uh, anyway, moving right along to two images that I've been seeing everywhere, just everywhere, totally fooling everyone. The last giant Irish Greyhound. Uh, this one has over 30,000 reactions, 15,000 shares on this page, Real Bennett. Uh, troubling to me because so many people, they just believe it. I don't know how. I would not look at this and think that that's real, but uh, lots of people do. And speaking of giants, I said we got a lot of giants, so I'm going to deliver for you <laughs> the irony of this page being called Picks or It Never Happened. Shout out to Nontran of Cursed AI for sharing the giant of Kandahar. I've actually been seeing this one going around for a while, and it kind of troubles me because, again, like I don't I don't understand. Like, why do people think this is real? Um, it does. It doesn't track for me. But last one, this is actually a big one we're going to dig a little bit deeper on. This is a tweet from uh, Dynamo Super X, and it came my way via a Facebook friend, Ash Freeman. Thank you, Ash, for sharing this. But the artist, uh, the voice artist or actress, rather, for Daphne in Scooby-Doo named Grey DeLisle was fooled into buying and selling AI art from a page called Neural Emporium Etsy on Instagram. Yes, there's a lot going on there, but let's take a look at this. So here's the tweet from actually the, the actress herself, Gray DeLisle. She's got a brand new Daphne print for her table when she's going to be appearing at Comic-Cons and stuff like that. And then almost immediately the replies and the comments <laughs> are saying this is 100% AI, the glitch in her eye, the messed up nail, the missing arm, the random blurred person in the background. Uh, let's, let's, 
look at some of these. I think uh, it was it, it was good to see that Gray almost immediately kind of fessed up and said, oh, I'm not going to use it. I didn't know. I paid the artist to use it. Says she paid $500 for this art. Very troubling. A lot of people pointing out that, hey, this is probably, you know, art trained on someone called uh, Sakimi-chan on DeviantArt. Uh, people, they really went in on the image to point out like things like this guy in the background, who is this dude. Uh, if you zoom in on her eyes, you'll see the misshapen irises and pupils. Uh, another one that people pointed out is the nail. I don't know about that. That one didn't really raise a red flag for me, but I see it now. Another one, if you look at the full image, people pointed out not in this particular comment, but the lack of a collar on both sides. Um, and so, I mean... This is weird enough as it is. This person is, you know, selling the art for $500, but I don't even understand how this voice actress got to this point. If you look over here at the page, Neural Emporium Etsy, uh, Emporium Etsy, for me, first of all, it's called Neural Emporium. So that's kind of a red flag. I guess people are not looking for that when they uh, find art on the internet. But they only have 20 followers. They only have five posts. And if you go over to their page as well, only three sales. And I mean, just a handful of products. Some of them, I think this Barbie, uh, what is it? Barbenheimer art does look AI generated to me. Uh, but some of the other things, I'm not really sure. Like the ghost and the sin nudes. I don't know. This one was super weird for me. I definitely felt like it needed to be touched on because... I mean, I just hate that. I just hate that somebody would spend $500 and have no knowledge that they just bought AI art from somebody. Crazy. Well, thanks for digging in with me on the AI alert a little bit. I love doing that segment because I just, one of my favorite things about the AI generated images is I just think they're hilarious. So I, I love every time we get to do a segment like that. All right, for today's actual impact story, the IRS is using AI to crack down on tax evasion. The United States IRS is leveraging artificial intelligence to crack down on tax evasion, particularly among the wealthy and large partnerships like hedge funds and law firms. The initiative is fueled by $80 billion from the Inflation Reduction Act and aims to target taxpayers earning over $1 million who owe more than $250,000 in taxes. The IRS plans to initiate investigations into 75 of the largest partnerships in the U.S. identified with the help of AI. The technology will assist in finding anomalies in partnership taxes, general income taxes, and international taxes. IRS Commissioner Danny Werfel emphasized that the agency will focus on those posing the greatest risk to the nation's tax system. The IRS is also shifting its focus away from working class earners and will introduce fairness safeguards for those claiming the earned income tax credit. Most of these changes will take effect at the beginning of the fiscal year 2024. All right, so this is, I, I have a mixed reaction. I mean, I think a lot of people know that the IRS has been underwater with the, just the task of being a you know, accounting bureaucracy for the entire United States. <laughs> I think they were kind of gutted in the last administration. So depending on what tax bracket you fall into, this might be great news or, or terrible news. Um, it does sound like for people that are, you know, below the $400,000 per year uh, income rank, they, this probably won't make a huge difference for you. Uh, maybe in some ways you'll be glad to know that some of the backlog of IRS crap is going to get taken care of. Um, 
but if you're taking advantage if you're taking advantage of these things which in my opinion i think a lot of people believe that there are loopholes you're supposed to be able to take advantage of to pay less taxes um, i'm sure they're going to be frustrated by that maybe not being the case anymore because ai is going to flag these things i also worry um you know how does the ai work how, how does it flag this stuff? What is it trained on to be able to do this? I think without actually knowing the inner workings of it, it's easy to be skeptical that maybe this is not a great idea to put the, you know, the fortunes of the United States populace in the hands of AI. I, I don't know. But hey, uh, I guess we'll have to wait to see what happens. They say it's coming in 2024. I'm a little doubtful. That seems uh, quite soon to me. <laughs> All right, for today's big picture, I'm going to be hitting on a whole slew of stuff. You know, um, I love to talk about AI and the lawsuits and the regulation that are inevitably going to be coming down on it. But right now, it's still the Wild West. So today, we're going to be digging into who owns AI. It's a real copyright conundrum. Uh, I got a ton of stories here that we're just going to breeze through. First up, the U.S. Copyright Office is considering new rules for generative AI, focusing on issues like fair use, infringement, and liability. A public comment period is open until October 18th to gather opinions on the use of copyrighted works for training AI models. Okay, so this is a big deal because we've actually seen quite a few cases already come down from the Copyright Office where they're not allowing uh, AI-generated works to be copyrighted. Um, one thing that I did take away from this story that was pretty interesting is that they're going to be focusing newly on how to treat AI outputs that imitate the identity or style of human artists. I think this is a big deal. I think is this is the one that has very little gray area. Uh, I think when it is stealing the livelihood, it is you know uh, creating something so similar to somebody else's work that this is not okay. Uh, and in speaking of these lawsuits, uh, another one that we talked about before, the U.S. Copyright Office Review Board has rejected copyright protection for an AI-generated artwork that won a Colorado State Fair art contest. The decision was based on lack of human authorship. Okay, so we've actually seen this several times. Uh, one of the interesting things about this, if you saw the art uh, in the past, it kind of generated a lot of headlines because it won this contest. Uh, the one weird stipulation about this one is that they, even though the artist, you know, said that, oh, I generated this like 600 times and I did some changes in Photoshop myself to make the final product, uh, they wanted him to to admit void of ownership for the portions of the artwork that were generated by mid journey, uh, which he wouldn't do. And so they would not, they denied his, his request for copyright. I think we're kind of seeing the, you know, the big deal with AI generated stuff is it has to have enough of a human input to be able to claim that copyright. And in this case, it just didn't fly. And honestly, I, I'm cool with that. I don't really know that I believe this guy when they start saying stuff like I generated 600 images. I, I just don't believe you, man. Sorry. And speaking of the folks that, you know, are on the other side of this argument, there's two different articles that I've seen uh, about new lawsuits or pending lawsuits coming down. We've talked about Sarah Silverman, as well as some other authors, including Richard Cadry of Sam and Slim novels, uh, suing OpenAI. Uh, there's a fascinating article from this uh, coming from what is it? Music business worldwide. I would encourage you to go check that out. You know, the updates that they've seen on this case is that OpenAI is moving to dismiss the case. Uh, they believe that the derivative works, um, is a strong enough argument that they cannot get away with, uh, claiming that OpenAI has, uh, infringed upon their literature that they wrote. Uh, one of the most interesting arguments from that article for me was that it kind of posited the idea that, 
you know, the, the product that OpenAI is making is not the generated text, but the chatbot itself. So uh, I've never seen that argument before in any of these cases. And I think that's going to be really interesting to see how that comes down. I also want to send props to the lawyers arguing on both sides of these cases. When I dig into this article, it is kind of mind boggling the work that they're doing to unpack the ramifications uh, of what all this new AI technology means. So I'm really fascinated to see how the uh, judges rule in these cases. And the last one I wanted to touch on, which I find a fascinating development uh, in the world of copyright is that Microsoft has announced a new policy that offers broad copyright protections to its users of its AI assistant copilot. If a third party sues a commercial customer for copyright infringement for using copilot, Microsoft will assume responsibility for the legal risk. Okay, so this is crazy to me because <laughs> I think if you know private companies that are utilizing AI in their product offerings are moving this way, um, I think we're gonna see a lot more people just brazenly putting AI to, to use. I mean, I think if you felt like you were using Mid Journey or Stable Diffusion to generate art or generate movies or something of that nature, and you knew the Midjourney or Stability AI, or whoever was making the product stood behind it and said, hey, if you design or if you create something with our technology and you run into copyright issues, we are gonna stand behind you. We're gonna take on that legal risk. I mean, this is crazy. This is like what we've heard <laughs> Elon Musk trying to claim that if people get in trouble for using Twitter, losing their job, that they'll take on the legal cases for them. You know, in some ways, I, I am very skeptical. Like how, how does this play out in real life? Um, I don't know, but it's an interesting move to see somebody as big as Microsoft claiming this. They're actually someone I would believe could do it versus Twitter. I don't know if they even have the financial viability <laughs> to, to live up to those claims that they're making. So it's, I don't know, man, it's fascinating to see this development. I'm really curious to see if any other businesses that are using generative AI will move this way. All right, for today's use case, we're gonna be playing around with ChatGPT and the new Canva plugin that just came out. Now, I kind of discovered this by way of a request in the MMN Discord. Uh, Dave CRS had asked any services that can take a basic Word doc and logo and make it look presentable. Now, uh, I like I said, I didn't find the story because of Dave, but I was looking for answers to his question. And that's why when I started seeing the announcements of Canva, for ChatGPT, I thought, hey, maybe this would be a great way to satisfy Dave's request. So of course, uh, it took me about a week to really get in there and try it out, but I wanna show you what happened. Let's go take a quick look. Uh, first up, I just opened ChatGPT. It should be noted, you have to be a ChatGPT Plus user to use plugins, so you can't use the Canva plugin if you can't use plugins. But otherwise, open a new chat, make sure you're using ChatGPT4. Uh, search in the plugin store, find Canva, and then load up your new chat. And the very first thing I did is I just said, hey, can you help me make a social post for my show, AI Roundup? And this was kind of exciting at first. Uh, the first thing that it did is it gave me a bunch of different templates, like for the sale banner, uh, an inspirational Twitter quote, uh, a couple in that style, actually, this modern social media Instagram posts uh, definitely caught my eye. Another one for a simple corporate announcement. And uh, I, that was a little too wordy for me. So I went with number four here. And uh, basically I said, hey, let's make this about today's use case that I'm gonna be using Canva. Hey, why don't we just make that the post? Maybe we can share that. People will be interested. And it popped out a pretty much perfect copy. I didn't really feel like I needed to tweak this at all. The only little change I made is I asked it to get rid of this subtitle here, which it did. It 
print out everything again. Now that I have my copy, <laughs> this is kind of where I ran into some disappointment, which is that it doesn't take the information that it gives you or the templates and put them together. It's not capable of that. Uh, basically at this point it says, Hey, go ahead and take that and copy paste it into the template that I'll share with you and you're good to go. And I was just like, uh, okay. You know, the problem with this is I've actually never used Canva. I picked up on it pretty fast because I've used Photoshop and the like, but you know, I did jump over. I, that it's nice that it gives you the link straight to the template. I went ahead and copy pasted all the information. I changed some of the assets, you know, so we could get my background in there. Um, I think that this, you know, I think that this doesn't solve the problem that Dave was asking, right? He wanted to take a Word document. He wanted to put it into something and have it come out looking clean. And I kind of thought this might be the solution to that. I think the problem is here is that you see basically uh, the same barrier to entry. If you're not good at graphic design software, you're going to be mucking around a lot trying to get this to work the way you want. Sure, it's one thing to copy paste, but you may not not you may not know how to change certain aspects of the graphic, like the background, like the colors of the assets. Um, that being said, I do think this is a an excellent solution to what we always talk about on the show, that blank page problem where you're just staring at something that you have no idea where you're going to go with it. This will get you started. This will absolutely get you started. It'll give you a bunch of great professionally designed templates to play with. Um, but you know, there's still quite a gap between your idea <laughs> and the execution that you'll, you'll have to fill in here yourself. So if you try it out, make sure you jump in the MMM discord and let us know what you make with it. I'd love to see what you're doing. I definitely am going to try to use uh, this post on LinkedIn or something and, and see if it works. So, Hey, maybe, maybe there's more to this than I'm giving it credit for. Anyway, that's it for today's AI Roundup. Like I said, make sure you join us in the Discord. Be sure to follow us on social media at MSP Media TV. You can reach us at news at mspmedia.tv for email or call us at 833-MSP-NETWORK. All right, everybody, this has been your September 13th episode of AI Roundup, and I'll see you next time. This has been a broadcast of the MSP Media Network.